The thing about Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan that I would say is amazing is um, that you have the ability to do mountain hunting without 25 years of draw. Yeah, that's that's a very, very good point. I, I'm, I'm excited about the next few years heading over to Asia. If you've ever considered hunting any of these, the stands, Kyrgyzstan, uh, Tajikistan, what we wanna do is provide a great resource for people that you feel comfortable when you go and there's no surprises when you get there. That's our goal, top to bottom. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Action! Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. Thank you for joining us today and uh, we're pretty fired up. Coffee for, and tea all day long. First time, hit the record button, but Brian was off cue. And did you just yell action? He just yelled action. He just yelled out. So here's what I was doing. Cut. So you know. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody. Everybody just, everybody yeah. just stopped this podcast. <laughs> I'm not listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, resume. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go. Um no, so the reason I didn't get it the first time is that you wanted to hurry up and do this after it took me an hour to make a, pu- a, pu- a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee because that damn Keurig takes forever. But anyway, at the end of the day, I was trying to find the Kyrgyzstan and, um, and get my screen with my two Rolling Bones' page up, one for Tajikistan and one for Kyrgyzstan because we are going to talk today about hunting Asia and what we've done there and what we're doing, because I'm heading over there three times this year. I'm excited. And so, yes, and, and we could throw Spain in there, too. And then we could throw that we're going to um, Greece there, too, because we're going to go hunt Macedonia. Greece. Yeah, Macedonia. Macedonia. It's kind of even hard to search for Tajikistan and Kyrgyzstan, because you don't even know how to spell them. Yeah, exactly. What I was looking up species, Marco Polo. Um, and I makes it easier. And so, um, I was just on the mid Asian Ibex. So anyway, Tajikistan is um, kind of just like it sounds though, Brian. T T J Tajikistan. I, I would never win a spelling T-A-J-I-K-I-S-T-A-N. bee with that. T A J I K I S T A N. Tajikistan. Just call them the stands. There's like all the stands. So anyway, um, yeah, we're pretty excited. Uh, we're doing a lot of work over there right now, um, developing relationships. We have, you know, we've kind of had an evolution in Asia because we've used some third-party providers. Some have been pretty uh, not so um, forthright, and then some have been uh, forthright but pretty bleeding, and uh, um, pretty—I shouldn't say bleeding. They've what been hungry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that be—they've been hungry. Mm. Yeah, they well, they they take a um they t- t- taking a little bit of a run at us, and uh, it's are, a hard thing. A, a it's very of, it's a difficult thing to do from your half a world away. Yeah, and so we believe we have some. Uh, well, actually, we know we have some really really high quality legitimate relationships 
that we have been able to uh, close the gap between us and them, and we're working directly with them now. And it's going to take uh, a little bit more um, of us involved directly heading over there. But we're excited about it, and uh, we're yeah. on our way. Our, our Tajikistan, I mean, with that, how old is that relationship, though? I mean, seven, seven so years. I was going to say six, seven years, yes. So seven years, um, you know, we know him pretty. We know him I would say well. we mourn better yeah. than yeah. pretty well. Yeah. I mean, quite we know well. him yeah. um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars well <laughs> that we've sent him. Right. Does that make sense? And we've never had one issue. Right. Okay. The other way we know him is from a kind person. Yeah, he is a kind person. We, we That's know a good his, way to We know his him. wife. We've met his children. Um, he's been here. He knows our wives. He knows our children. Um, when we see him, it's not, hey, how you doing? And uh, um, we'll have a meeting at 2 o'clock. What are you doing tonight? Um, would you like to go to dinner? Um, after dinners, he's the kind that texts us, hey, this is where I'm at. Where are you at? Let's get back together. Um, I would say he's a friend yeah. and a kind person that we spend time with voluntarily outside of our relationship. You know, one of the things I like would that most be about him, I, I would say that's true. Uh, you know what? One of the things I like most about him. What? He speaks really, really good English. <laughs> well, that makes it easier to have a relationship <laughs> when uh, um, you don't speak Tajikistan very well. I know. You know what? Hundred percent. And I and speak. I, none and, of I, it. and I. You know what? But like when we were going to go to Russia, I tried to learn a little Russian, and I downloaded one of those apps. I'm like, well, this was stupid. <laughs> I, I picked a, I picked a language that's not easy oh to, to be the first one. Yeah. I thought if I could learn 50 words, well, this this makes it easier because he speaks great ah, English. Yeah. And, um, and what do they speak over there, Farsi? I don't even no, know. No, they speak t- t- Tajik and Russian. Tajik? They, well, oh, it's, a, it's a Russian dialect? Well, he speaks like three languages. Now, he lives in he, Dubai. He lives in Dubai all year long. Oh. Um, so, but he speaks Tajik. But he's from he speaks Russian. In English, I know of. Those three I know of. Yeah, I think he also speaks – is it a Kurg, uh, is it a Kurg language? I, uh, I um, well, Like a Kurdish kind of language? Kurdish, yeah. yeah. Is that mm-hmm. right? It could be. Because um, yeah, they're right there. My Kurd's I mean, a little right yeah, yeah. So Afghanistan. I haven't used it so <laughs> 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 Oh, everybody that listens to this, I swear to Jesus, I, I, I don't I, – I, I, can you guys send me condolences? <laughs> I mean, I would really appreciate it. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, okay, I got to – I think – I digress. <laughs> yeah, I digress. But you know, language no, you, is a huge thing, I'm going to start though. saying he digresses us. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hashtag pass in the morning, shoot in the afternoon. No, pass in the morning, shoot in the afternoon, afternoon. hashtag like 393. Um, but uh, you know what? There's a lot to like. Uh, I mean, he's, he's – Do you know how big a 393-inch bull is? <laughs> Uh, three hundred ninety-three hey, inches. And, and then, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine passing that focus. at thirty-five yards? Focus, focus. Yeah, but he was thin. So <laughs> thin. He's the. He's got more he mass than anything I've ever seen so, in my life. He's put an immense, immense amount of effort and money into his camp. So I mean, that place. Uh, it, it's crazy. In the last two years, that pl- that uh, his camp is where, where you stay. So his base camp oh. is seriously second to none. Um, and uh, um, it literally has a spa, a sauna, 
Um, yeah. and, and you have your own bedrooms, everything. And so what I like about that in any camp, even like, so we have a camp in the remote wilderness, and I call it the Uber of Alaska, because when you're hunting there, they right. will fly you anywhere to get you in the game. You know what I'm saying? And they, they have it wired in. I mean, Jeff has it flat wired in. But the fact of the matter is the best part about that is when you get to the base camp and you get off the plane, you get your own wall tent. And then you go in there and lay your stuff out for the next 10, 12 days. And then when you fly out to outpost, and then if you leave outpost to go to spike camp, you have you have your you know where you're going when you come back. And then when you go to base camp, you, it's got a hot shower in it. Uh, heat, hot water on demand. It's got a keg of beer waiting for you. A chef, uh, a bunkhouse uh, that ha- or not a bunkhouse, a cookhouse. Yeah, it's it's super nice. Mm-hmm. This is the same way. Yeah, this is well. This is but this it's is five significantly star. nicer than the outpost camps in Alaska. Right, it's five star. Yeah, this. I mean, he's invested back into the property. He has oh, invested. That says a lot. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, and and he is in an area in a region that is producing giant Marco Polo right now. Yep, giants, giant Marco Polo, and you can add ibex. Um, there's Siberian wolf. Up and, there. and and by the way, we've had two of our clients actually kill the trifecta. They've ah. killed ibex, wolves. And Marco, Marco, Polo. Polo. Marco Polo. So it's yep. not like, and, and I don't want to mislead anybody like, we send millions of people there every year. That's not true. There's not even millions of tags available. Right. Um, but we've sent a couple people in every year for the last six, seven years. <laughs> and so that's, you know, say we've sent a dozen people in there, two a year for six years. So we've sent a dozen people. Three of them have got the trifecta. But I will say this, though, just from editing those shows, you got to be in shape. I mean, if you're going to go for the trifecta, because the altitude, you're fifteen thousand feet. Sixteen, it goes up to sixteen five, or even more than that. Yeah, yeah, and and you got to want to be in good shape and and uh, legs and lungs. That's yeah. your best friend. It's not necessarily what you weigh; it's your legs and lungs. You know, um, yeah. and uh, you can carry a little. You can have a little bit of uh, um, fluff on you, but if your legs and lungs are in good shape, you're you're ready to go. So yeah. And uh, um, the other thing is, is that um, what I really like about our Tajikistan relationship is he's a part of our help plan. And that's the hunt expedition layaway plan. And so I'll give you an example. I'm hunting there this year, and um, I, I, I just did it. I just went on there one day, and I said, okay, you know what? Click. Here's my down payment, and here's my plan. Just hit my credit card every month for it. And um, and it's pretty made soon it, it shows up and it's kind of painless. It's over for me. You kind of forget about it. I, I'm 30 months from when I booked it, so a little over two years ago, I said I'm going to go. And now, um, yeah, I mean, it just hits my credit card, boom, every month, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's Tajikistan. Oh yeah, that's Tajikistan. And uh, um, I'm done. And uh, what's it? it's uh, March? No, it's April. So I have April, May, and June. I'm done in June. I'm, I'm completely paid for. Um, I'm, I'm, and I did the combo full meal deal. I'm ready to go. So fly over there. You show up at the airport and our outfitter picks you up. Standing right there. Sweeps you out of the line. You go sit down, have, have a cup of coffee or something while they work on that 
all, all the permits. It's a VIP. It's a thousand dollar VIP service. You fly it's an add-on. Dushanbe. 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 Yeah. Dushanbe. Yep. So you fly into sh- through Istanbul to Dushanbe. Um, so you fly in through Istanbul to Dushanbe, and so we we suggest going direct through Chicago. So get to Chicago and then fly to Istanbul and then Dushanbe, and then he's standing there with your name and he's waiting for you. You get off the plane. We have a guy going with uh, uh, David, uh, a great client of ours, is going with his two boys, and he's taking his boys on this adventure, and. Um, He's going to be there. He paid the $1,000 to have the VIP concierge. That includes his night's uh, stay when he gets there because he usually gets in at like 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. So he gets picked up. The gun permits. He gets escorted like Brad said, right? Yep. Go sit down in a different yep. room. You sit down, relax. Yeah, I tell you, when when you make that drive from Duchambe, mm-hmm. when you make that, that's like a, it's, it's a long drive. Well, you, do, you drive... You drive two days. A part of the way, you yeah. drive about six yeah. hours the first day. The way it's kind of rugged up. scenery, and it's it's yep. kind of cool. And some of this is in in altitude acclimatization. Yes, I was just going to mention so, that. So when when you land in Dushanbe, it's about a six hour drive. That first night, you spend the well because we get there at three thirty in the morning. So you drive, you know, you get all your guns and and uh, get all the paperwork done. Get 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 in the land cruiser it's about a six hour drive now you're you're at roughly twelve thousand feet you're starting that that first day is at twelve thousand feet so so the first day i don't want to correct you but the first day um is you go to karog after landing and it's a 13 hour drive which oh, is a cool a, town a, i guess the flip side's a short day D- then the flip, flip yeah i, I don't yeah, want to correct yeah. you but 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 right, yeah right. um yep yeah so go ahead so, keep going keep going yeah. Brad. But, but we spend we spend the time to to get your your a little bit acclim, acclimated to that altitude, um, because most people are coming from oh. five hundred feet or less, oh, right? Killer man, I mean, yeah. So so you got you got to drive, you know. Um, it, the drive is a long drive. It's a crappy road. Um, you know, it's just different. You're not on I ninety anymore, no. right? But then the next day is the short day, but then you're at thirteen five. We're starting. I think camps at around 13,000, 14,000 wow. feet. Shoot your guns and just a little bit of walking around, just just trying to spend. So we got about a day and a half getting acclimated and, you know, getting used to that altitude and then hunt up to 16, 16.5. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so for a thousand bucks, you get um, you get a VIP uh, professional taxi from Dushanbe to Karog, and they which um, is a cool city, by the way. You talked about culture a couple weeks ago. You know, seeing the culture. Yeah, that's a cool city. I understand to see the culture. I know when Tracy was there, yeah. they had some really cool experiences in that town. Yeah, absolutely. It's. Uh, um, I think that from from this perspective, it's that this is a talk about logistics. You 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 lose a day on the way there. You gain the day on the way back. You fly from, for us, we will fly from here to um, Chicago. And then we'll spend the night in Chicago. The next day we'll get up, and then we'll fly from Chicago to Istanbul to Dushanbe, get out, go to Karog, then get out, go to, uh, like he said, six hours. It's 20-hour total in the car drive between two hours, up to 25 hours depending on goat traffic. <laughs> And the Bedouins. 
What's that? The nomads, the Bedouins that you meet. Yep. They're known to be large bodies of curl, uh, curly <laughs> horns. Your access to hunting area by four-wheel vehicle is a long drive, <laughs> up to 25 hours. Good physical shape is important uh, part of the hunt. Uh, th- this hunt, as it is high elevation, most of the hunter occurs between 10,000 and 14,000 feet, but possible up to uh, above 16,000 feet. The best time to hunt is generally during the rut, due to sheep activity and uh, um, activity in higher concentration. Ram quality is between 52 and 58 inches and can be larger. Uh, larger rams are possible, but are more rare. Shot opportunities is very high. But success depends largely on the hunter's physical ability and marksmanship. There you so go. This is where you don't want to go hunting and not have shot four or five hundred rounds in the summer before. My goal this year is two thousand rounds wow. minimum. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I'm already sh- on it. You want to? Sure, these, you want to do this, dude? <laughs> I, I am already on it. These animals it, are spooky. You know, this is not a lollygag. These they don't lollygag and wait for you and hey, do do do. Take, take another shot. Hang out. And their on. best friend is distance. Yeah. Stay away from you, human beings. Wow. Sounds like the Ibex. Yes, Maybe a lot like the Ibex. The Ibex want to be. So anyway, it's uh, um, so uh, Tajikistan is one of the. But here's the thing about Tajikistan. If you're listening, going, oh, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. Let's discuss this. Okay. Um, two to three years. Make your payments. Do your deal. Um, you could probably afford it. And here's the kicker. Okay, you ready for this? Okay, if you're going to hunt sheep, Ibex, or if you're going to become a mountain hunter, Ibex and Marco Polo. Well, Ibex, I think Ibex are amazing, cool, just a neat animal. And you can go to Tajikistan. It's less than a decent elk hunt in Montana. For Ibex. For yep. Ibex. And for Marco Polo, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then the other thing is, for Marco Polo, it's less than a desert bighorn right now. It's less than almost everything. Almost everything except for a doll sheep. Yeah. Wow. And, and wow. yeah, I mean, and it's I'm, on par with some I'm of the doll sheep. And it is on par with some of the doll sheep. So, Especially doll sheep combos. You can't, for an Alaska combo trip, you could go kill a, 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 um, a Ibex and a Marco Polo. Are you serious? I swear to you. Wow. That's why I say, hey, don't count this out because maybe some of you go, let's flip this jar upside down. I'm saving, I'm saving, I'm saving. I want to get to Alaska. Okay, what about becoming an international hunter before you even start that? What about going killing an Ibex for less than a trophy? Way less than a trophy elk, by the way. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, significant. I mean, you yeah. and I just booked a trophy archery elk uh, in Montana. And and it's it's uh, thirty five to forty percent more than this. Yeah, ibex. Yeah, isn't that something? <laughs> That's a true story. Wow. I mean, man, it it just. So I would never have guessed that. Well, uh, that's the thing. And, and Kyrgyzstan and get, is even less. Yep, and and the ibex are bigger. And so. the ibex are bigger. So when you look at Kyrgyzstan, um, it's even less. So Tajikistan, we feel a hundred percent on. If you're looking for a Tajikistan hunt and you're looking for Marco Polo, look no further. Rolling Bones Outdoors and AsianHunting.com. That's us. We own that. Um, that uh, you don't have to go there. Just go to RollingBones.com. Um, but anyway, um, we honestly 100% have you set up. Um, we're, we have this wired together. And um, one of the other things I will tell you is we are the biggest 
booking service for this partner of all the other companies in the U.S., and which gives us a lot of deference, and they support us, we support them. And they're very familiar with us. You will get white glove treatment on this hunt. No? Right. Right on white glove treatment. Right on white glove treatment, yes. No. That's exactly right. uh, You know what? Um, Good guys there, caring guys, um, you know, very helpful. This is also an ideal buddy hunt. Get two or three guys together. So let's say let's get this figured out two three years from now. Let's it, let's uh, let's get it planned. Let's get it organized. Because when you get two or three guys together, it, this makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. Th- they have remote spike camps and outpost camps. You hunt out of the main lodge and you go out every day. Yeah, depending um, upon how early you go. Yeah, what time of year you go out. You know, we're 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 bringing. I'm bringing a tent. We're going um, when Tracy went. Yeah. So that's good. Good time. Yeah. So. You know, we'll we'll be spiking out now. If you if you go later and it's just butt pucker cold, then yeah, then you're not. There's not as much tenting. But and I'm I'm not at fourteen thousand feet. I don't I don't need a January hunt. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't need one either. Um, and and you know what? To be quite frank, I I I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um, there's going to be snow on the ground and, uh, and even in October, maybe I, I, I really don't care. I'm ready to rock and roll and we are going in there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a guy going in in September. Um, and, uh, he, he's excited to get there. So we have, we have, uh, we have one, two, three, four, five. We have six hunters booked in here this year. So, um, so that's, uh, yeah. So now let's talk Kyrgyzstan. Because we are there as well, um, and I'm going over there in May to meet all of um, them and to continue our relationship. Now, we'll tell you this: our partner in Kyrgyzstan, very, very similar relationship, um, has spent two weeks with us. Was in our homes. Um, we know him super well. Speaks great English. Amazing, amazing English. Yep. Super articulate. I would say a very highly intelligent person. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he is um, uh, all in um, with our members, understands our business, and is super, um, uh, what do I want to say, um, kind. He's a kind man, too. Very kind. Caring. Caring. Kind and caring individual, I would say. That's how I would... Uh, you know, I mean, you got you, you got to brush up on your hockey and soccer to to chat because he's passionate about those things too. Right? Shooting too. He's, shooting. He's yeah. a giant shooting enthusiast. Yeah, and he did uh, a bunch of reloading stuff with me when he when he was here last time. Yeah, he he is he's a he's yeah, a he, my my um he's a, he's very into the shooting sports. He likes long range and uh, yeah, which is good. That's that's nice. Um, because he's helpful a couple of things he can help you know he he can give you good assistance you're not you know you're not totally on your own on these spooky animals um that one's not as that the elevation's not as high there but it's still high enough now the kyrgyzstan ibex is a little bit more expensive it's still cheaper um it's more expensive than tajik and it's yeah but it's less expensive than a lot of other stand, right. uh, a lot of the other species. So you're looking at, 
Man, my computer is locked. You up. literally what the hell? can't. You can't book a trophy mule deer hunt for the cost of even the Tajika or the Kyrgyzstan, Kyrgyzstan ibex. Hunt. No, you can't. Um, or or a or a quality elk. So uh, there's just different stuff to think about, and I I think they're the coolest darn animal. Those uh, those horns get me. <laughs> Big old yeah. swoop. Well, the mid Asian ibex is a good looking animal. Yeah. They stink even ten yeah. years after <laughs> you. Uh, I was going to mention um, that. I, that's what I've heard. Oh my god! I was like the first time I was around him. I'm like a full body man. I'm like God, dude. That guy needs to go seriously take a shower. He's got some bad body odor. And I'm thinking, dude, what the hell is going on? Then the guy wasn't even standing there. I'm like, dude, is that me? And I'm like, dude, you I smell I, like I, a goat. I need to go get it. <laughs> and then I'm like, and I said something, and I'm like, uh, holy sh! That's that ibex, and it stinks. So um, these these are another mountain hunt that's pretty absolutely amazing. Ninety five percent shot opportunity. So here's what happens here: um, we uh, um, you fly in. And um, and to Kyrgyzstan and uh, sitting at the airport will be our concierge guy. You'll have talked to him before. He'll know what you look like. You'll have exchanged pictures. Your passport um, knows everything about who you are, what you do. When you land, he will be waiting for you. Um, you will get into the airport at uh, Besh, uh, how do you, uh, uh, Bish, Bishkek. Bishkek, right? Did yeah. I pronounce that right or not? That's how I say it. Bishkek. So you'll you'll fly into Bishkek. Um, again, we we go through uh, Turkish Air. Um, you're going to leave out of Chicago. You're going to get there. He's going to be standing there waiting for you. Um, you're going to get off the plane, and you're going to be with him until you get on the plane and head home. Okay. Um, we've worked with the government officials. And all of um, he's actually uh, uh, involved with the government and is on staff with uh, one of the organizations. He's super well connected. Um, he speaks unbelievable English. He'll be on the mountain with you when you kill, and he'll come off the mountain with you. And uh, um, and if if you go in a group of three or four, um, he has other American speaking or English speaking American speaking English speaking. Uh, concierge individuals, guides that will be with you on the hunt. So um, it is white glove, tip to tail, same thing. Land with your guns. Uh, they pull you out of line. They're ready. They uh, are know who you are, and they're ready to take care of you and get you on your way. And um, this is less expensive for the Marco Polo. Yep, and the combo's less expensive. Combo's significantly The only thing that's expensive. more expensive is Ibex per Ibex if you were, and you know. Yeah, if you're just going for exclusively the Ibex, but it's still less. I mean, you're under 10000 Yeah. And, um, and it's amazing adventure. I'm telling you, the thing about it is, and I'm excited to get to Kyrgyzstan and to uh, spend a few weeks there. Yeah, you're going to be there in – Roughly a month from yeah, a month from, from right now. Yeah, I'm gonna land over there. I'm leaving after the one shooting school before the other, um, and uh, I'm gonna get in, get out, get back, and be there for seven to ten days. So it'll be good. Um, I'm gonna go to all uh, all four of the camps in Kyrgyzstan and uh, see everything there is to see about it. So um, I'm pretty excited about that. 
the thing about Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan that I would say is amazing is um, that you have the ability to do mountain hunting without 25 years of draw. Yeah, that's that's a very very good point. You know, the, the yeah, you quite frankly, it's it's twenty twenty hour drive, but a lot of people drive twenty hours to get out here to the mountains and hunt elk. Well, that's what makes me laugh. <laughs> right? If you come in from eastern Wisconsin to western Montana, you have a twenty six hour drive, twenty hour twenty to twenty six hour drive, and so the is the drive really that bad? Is it really that bad? No, I don't think so. Um, and uh, and the Kyrgyzstan drive isn't as bad. No. You have, you know, five to seven hours um, of driving, but you're right there. Um, and you're right amongst all of it. You know, you're there, and there's a lot of add-on species there too, but I would, I would do the combo if I was going to Kyrgyzstan. I would do the combo, which I am going to Kyrgyzstan, but I'll do the combo the next time. But I think there's three big fears that people have when they're going to Asia. Number one, okay, is am, am I going to get my animal back? I hear that all the time. Yeah, do you kill something and then they just go get you another animal and ship another one home? We've heard horror stories about you getting your own animal back. I, I really trust in our partners. Um, Dr. David Cooley had one of those situations before he booked with us. Um, he yep. got, he waited two he, years. He and, didn't get his animal and, and he, then he got an animal stink. and then he got an animal, but it wasn't his animal. Didn't even remotely closely look like the picture. Yeah. Ain't that right? That's a hundred percent right. Then he went with us and he killed a giant one. Uh, Marco Polo didn't stay for the Ibex said, get me the hell out of here. Well, you know what? He was 69 years old and. You know the ibex is a tougher hunt usually than the Marco Polo. That's a that's a that's a more rugged. Well, and I he, think yep. I think you know it was cold. He went. It was cold. Is it, it a miserable. higher elevation kind of? Uh, not, no, necessarily. not necessarily. Same elevation. Okay. It's just it's just you're gonna have to hike to get back into all these places. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think there's more leg work to it. Yeah. You know, like like leg work, like leg 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 real leg work, right? Um. So I think the legwork is more, and I think at 69 he killed his on day three, and it was colder than hell, and they were at high elevation, mm -hmm. and I think it was just working on him, and he was like, you know what? I think I'm going to drink this bottle of vodka, and I think tomorrow morning I'm going to get up, and if I'm hurting a little bit, yeah, I'm going to take Yeah, he it said easy. it was tough, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah. it, it was just tough. And the good news is he got a giant Marco Polo. Yeah, you know, I think he was able to look at that, and say, voila. Was that in Tajikistan? I was in Tajikistan, yeah. And because, yep. you know, I mean, he was a, he was above 16,000 feet. Yeah, you know, looking at some of those pictures, you know, and you're sitting up there, you know, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and you've got that vista in front of you where you can just see down in the valleys forever and ever. Yeah. And, you, and, and I don't know if that's the Himalayas. I'm not sure what mountain range it is, but it's up there. I don't know. But, but he... Just, uh, an amazing, amazing atmosphere to be around. Yeah, but I, I think that – so number one is that they're worried about getting their trophy back. Number two, um, 
are are they going to be able to communicate and are they just going to get railroaded and led around and do they trust the government and the whole experience is there integrity in what they're going to do um and are they going to get you know uh you, you know i guess screwed and right. then the third thing um the third thing i think they worry about more than anything is uh can they do it you know can i there's so many horror stories about the altitude sickness and I, the 20 hour drive travel car accidents the, the travel the altitude right um, is it worth it, it is yeah. the juice worth the squeeze you know what i'm saying so yeah those are the those are you know those are the tough parts about it but the culture and, uh, and there's so much cool stuff about it yeah there's a trade off like yeah. crazy so I don't know. So I, what is it that makes you want to do this? Uh, mountain hunting yeah. and my age. I, I have three things. Fiscally, right now, I'm at a time in my life where I can. Number two, um, my age. I'm uh, there's the, What does Brad call it? There's this intersection of life <laughs> that you have uh, financial wherewithal. You have the physical ability still. Fiscal and physical ability. Yeah, and, and, and there's a desire to experience it so those three things have came together and and i i want to do it the mountain hunting is a big part of my life i like the mountain hunting um i enjoy being in the mountains i mean that is the ultimate isn't it uh, unless yes. you're in peru or something i i don't know if marco polo was you know, that i would be embellishing or hyperbolizing if i said when i was a kid i always dreamed of you know the guy eastman story where he says when my dad always dreamed of my grandpa and when i was a kid i did he had a different exposure to hunting so maybe he did when he was a kid you know what i knew about marco polo it was something you played in the pool <laughs> marco Polo. exactly marco polo. um it, it, it was it was yeah i, yeah. I knew nothing yeah. about this damn sheep um when i was a kid and so it's like i didn't dream of it but today and it's not like number like, dude, I want to kill a Marco Polo. But now I'm like, dude, I want to go mountain hunting and I want to kill a Marco Polo. I'd like to go challenge myself and see if I can't get a really nice big Marco Polo. Yeah. You know, Brad mentioned when you get into uh, camp, you, you shoot your rifle. Now, when you're coming up in elevation that much, how does that affect your rifle, your your aim, the sighting in your when rifle? When I get there, I'm going to sight it in. I'm going to do a new zero at 600 or 700 yards, and I'm going to turn my turret to 700, and I won't care about a zero at 200. So here's <laughs> here's what we're going to do. Okay. I'm going to build us brand-new turrets for 15,000 feet this year. Mm-hmm. I mean – uh, this would be the first time I've ever built a different turret, but it's 15,000 feet, so I'm, I'm going to do it that way. Hmm. Um, and we'll just shoot and confirm. But, yeah, it affects it an, an yeah. immense amount. Yeah. Um, you, you know, everything it, changes. The air's thinner. And, uh, you know, the windage is going to be the thing that we're the least used to because the windage – is dramatically less for what you're used to because the the uh, mass of the air pushing against your bullet it just you get a lot less wind effect right, on, so the same, it, on the same on the same 10 mile an hour wind yeah. you get a third yeah of the uh push right what about yeah. velocity no 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 yeah no so you just have to uh so you'll shoot your gun 
you'll make sure it survived the trip and didn't get beat up too right. bad with that. Right. Of course. Make sure your zero's on. You know, we'll we'll have a new turret ready for that. We'll slip it off, you know, when we leave. And we'll sh- probably, I'm, I would expect to, you know, I like to shoot at six, 700 yards. When I start something like that, just make sure everything's good and off we go. And then, you know, it's yeah. just, you know, that's just big, steep mountains, yep. gnarly, nasty mountains. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, things, things that I've noticed. Um, I've shot off my pack before in this nasty, steep stuff. And I've had my, you know, that that's when, if you don't, practice that way that's when stuff gets that it's it's more about practicing what you preach you know so to speak but i've had i've shot off my pack i hate shooting off my pack i've shot off the pack in the mountains and i've had it bump my bolt up and just enough to come out of battery um so you know figure out what you're gonna how you're gonna shoot and just practice you know we'll shoot we'll be shooting all summer um on steep up and down practicing for it so uh that's just what we'll go through but mm-hmm. yeah that's what my thought was brian i was going to just build you another turret well we could do that too um i was my thought was i just zeroed at 600 when i got there and uh um that would uh, compensate for the elevation within you know what i'm saying yeah but but that's the other way to do it but if we had a turret that'd be really cool <laughs> um i'm going to take a 6.5 prc and uh, i'm going to go uh get myself a couple animals and bring them home and I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's going to be fun. Kyrgyzstan, I'm looking for. I think I'm going to do Kyrgyzstan the following year, even though we're going over this year. Um, I, we'll, we'll figure that out. But um, I don't think you can go wrong killing a smaller Marco Polo and a bigger Ibex because some of those Marco Polo in uh, um, in uh, uh, Kyrgyzstan are s- super nice representations. Uh, I mean, cool they're, animal. They're 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 amazing. And, uh, um, you know, being budget conscious is uh, we get. And I think there's always a budget. You know, people go, oh, I don't have to be budget conscious, really. Then why don't you bid on this tonight? You know what I'm saying? I think everybody, to some degree, is always budget conscious. And I think it's just a conversation you have to have with yourself. And then you have to set the perimeters and find out what, when, when, and when, you, when and what you want to go hunt. And uh, Asia's available. And you go over there and kill an Ibex you can have an amazing. What if you killed three? What if you went to Spain, killed an ibex for eight thousand? Went to Kyrgyzstan, killed an ibex for ten grand, and went to uh, uh, Tajikistan and killed an ibex for seventy five hundred. Okay, you're all in under thirty thousand bucks, and you've been to Spain, Kyrgyzstan, and Tajikistan. You've hunted ibex in the mountains. You've absolutely had an unbelievable experience. You've got to travel, see culture. And uh, you've put three major species. I can tell you what, I'd love to have three full-body mountain different Ibexes mm-hmm. on my wall um, going, dude, that was a cool experience. Yep. Yeah. You, I mean, you, know, you just think that. So, so my thing is turn it upside down, look at it the other way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Why not? Of, well, there's. I can't afford the Marco Polo. Well, can you afford the Ibexes? You know, sure, let's do it. Some of you go, okay, well, when are you going? I'll go with you. Yeah, 
book when we're booking. You come over with us, and uh, um, you kill an Ibex, and we'll kill what we're going to kill. And Or say, hey, do you have anybody traveling at the same time you're traveling? That's why you're using us. Get a hold of us. We might have somebody going over there for the combo on. You can jump in. You have a, another English-speaking buddy. You can uh, travel in tandem uh, over to these foreign countries. We'll hook you up at the same time. That's why you'd use a resource like us. There's so many options is what I'm telling you. Are you going to add in a wolf? Well, that's a, that's yeah. A, that's here's, a, here's how you add in the wolf. Of There's a wolf. Shoot the son of a sucker. And then yeah. yeah. Oh, you damn right I would settle up that's, afterwards. Yeah, that's an opportunist thing, you know. Well, that's, that's the way yeah. I think that Tracy did that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a nice, I, wolf, I nice would, wolf. Uh, um, you know, you know how you qualify a nice wolf? <laughs> a dead one. A dead one. <laughs> Um, did you did, did you get a bullet in him? Yep. Um, he's laying there. You know why you shoot wolves, right? Because you can. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, wasn't it like a, a silver wolf or what do they call those? Yeah, I think they're just uh, Siberian uh, wolf. Siberian wolf. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. So yep. anyway, I think that you know what I, I'm I'm excited about the next few years heading over to Asia. If you've ever considered hunting any of these, the stands, Kyrgyzstan, uh, Tajikistan, um, if I'm pronouncing it right, somebody might say, well, you're not even pronouncing it right. Okay, send me an email, tell me how to pronounce it. We'll have you on the podcast, okay? You can pronounce it right. But the fact of the matter is, um, you know, what we wanna do is provide a great resource for people that you feel comfortable when you go and there's no surprises when you get there. That's our goal, top to bottom. If you go to Texas, Tajikistan, Alaska, or Nebraska, we want to have you not have any surprises and you get the service you were expecting, right or wrong. Well, I love the fact that these guys, you know, our friends over there speak English, and it makes it easy too. No surprises. Um, they're good guys, and it's an adventure. Yeah, exactly. And uh, – um, and the, the one's called the, how do you pronounce it? Humi? Hume? Humi Argali. Humi Argali. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, and uh, you know what? I mean, that is definitely in the same price range that a doll sheep is now. It's a doll. It's the same as a doll sheep. <laughs> and so and it's, it's, it's way like, bigger. It's way bigger. Yep. And, and it's, it's a bigger adventure. So yep. I'm going to go shoot it, and uh, um, it is basically a doll sheep hunt. And so then you go over there, and you add an Ibex for 5000 Yeah, it's uh, So now you got an Ibex. You can't, you, can't add a, you can't add a grizzly bear or a caribou or a moose to a doll sheep hunt for 5000 Am I right? No. So why? Definitely not a grizzly bear. <laughs> why, why Kyrgyzstan? Yeah. There's a lot of great reasons why Kyrgyzstan – and uh, um, and you know what is the flight that much more arduous, and uh, the travel than getting into uh, um, remote areas of Alaska, Yukon, or Northwest Territory? Mm, not really, other than that one big jump across the pond. Yeah. So th these are just things for you uh, to think about as as you're making your hunt plans, and uh, um, and again. You know what? You don't have to do it by yourself. Call us up. We have guys coming in and going out all the time. Look at Ryan Martin. Ryan Martin did it right. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to – I'm not. I, you know what? Right now I have a bunch of kids at home. I have kids in college. Uh, but I ain't going to stop myself from going hunting. Um, and I love hunting the mountains. Okay? I'm not going to draw an elk tag this year. The hell with it. Well, I'm he, going over, and I'm going to kill an Ibex. He, he wanted the adventure. He, and he went and shot an Ibex. 
And I bet if you said, hey, let's go shoot another Ibex at the drop of a hat. Actually, he they, texted me this morning. <laughs> I haven't answered him back. He said, hey, what hunt is that you're going on? I, I'm in. You know, and, and yes, <laughs> wow. he would in a second. Yeah, I think I, I, that's a, the Ibex. Well, they have them in Macedonia, man. I, I think they're, they're an addictive little bugger. Hmm. Yeah, how many of those could you shoot around a the world? A lot. But, a uh, lot. It just depends on if you grab the gun and take it away from me. Practically, um, would you say that uh, this isn't like, <laughs> obviously, these are not the first hunt you've ever been on. I mean, these are going to be for guys that have hunted mountain before. Well, how would, how well, would you well, say that? Well, how, how, how would you I, I wouldn't say that. that. I wouldn't, wouldn't say that. I would say, listen, if you're thinking, okay, okay, you got a guy, let's say he's from, let's say he's from uh, Rural Route 3, Waverly, Iowa. And he's like, okay, um, I went out bow hunting twice to uh, Colorado. I hunted the White River National Forest out of Craig, yep. Colorado. I ran up the mountains, lost my breath, and I went and I spent four grand each time I went out there. By the time I drove out there, got my hotels, got my licenses, went up the mountain. Maybe he pulled it off for three, okay? So he's got six into it. Okay, well, I, 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 you know, I can't, now I can't go get an elk for eight, okay? How about this? Let's take you over here for seven. And why why wouldn't this be the first yeah. one? Yeah. Why get, couldn't it be the first? I one? think I do, I worked on three people's dashboards today. So they're younger guys. One guy's mm. um, maybe a little bit younger than me, but he's a little older. Most the two of the guys were younger. They I they, I ask him, okay, what are you going to do about sheep, goats, and moose? And they said, what, do you, what, what should I do? I said, well, okay, you're going to either have to make a choice. Are you going to chase points? If you want to shoot a moose, I took, <laughs> I just snapped a couple of pictures of these Canadian moose. And I said, those are very economical to do, okay? And you don't have to play that point game. I have, I have 24 points for moose and still haven't drawn yeah. in Western states, right? Or what if, what if they wanted to shoot a sheep? Why wouldn't this be their first sheep? go to Kyrgyzstan or what if they wanted to shoot a sheep and I and, and I could say hey what about a goat why not go shoot an ibex you get the mountain hunting see if you even see if this is your deal do you want to chase it for 25 years 30 years so I I, I think it might actually be a really good first hunt I mm. think so too yeah. I'm changing my whole perspective on this wow. as the yeah, as the price of the American Western hunting goes up and up and up and up. Um, I'm sitting here going, mm, wow, Spain, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan. Why wouldn't I start thinking about all this stuff? Um, Macedonia, uh, uh, a wolf hunt and an Ibex hunt for six grand, five grand, 5,500. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Um, uh, come on, guys. L uh, let's get a couple buddies and go to Macedonia and, go and kill wolves at night and uh, ibex in the day. Go, go stay in a yurt. You know, go on those little mountain horses. I mean, wh why wouldn't it be your first yeah. mountain hunt? I don't know. Uh, you know, Deniston Pierre. He just got back and had a blast. Um, you know, he doesn't get a hunt all over in the mountains all the time. He lives in Pierre. Mm -hmm. um you know he yeah. yeah so i think it'd be a great first hunt hmm. um that's my thought 100 percent, my thought too so here you go uh if you're listening today and you want to go this is the marco polo ibex combination hunt that is uh, uh less expensive 
then listen to this. The, and I, I apologize because this Marco Polo Ibex combo hunt is less expensive than most of our doll sheep hunts right now. And you can add a second Ibex for $5,000. Okay. And so I, I stand corrected, Brad. You were probably going, Brian, you're overstating that because it's less than that. So anyway, you're going to hunt eleven to 13000 Now you're basically Colorado. You're doing – and it's horseback. Um, and this is an amazing adventure. And um, the hunt number is RB20306-2. RB20306-2. And uh, we've had several hunters go over here. A wolf add-on is 2,000, and a non-hunting companion is 2,200, and a marmot hunt is 4,000 add-on. Anyway, well, uh, the marmot hunts—that's funny. So it's like a big old rock chuck, you know? It is a rock chuck. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. hundred. It's an hundreds. Asian rock chuck, yes, we'll right. say. Yep. And and they just load them up in the truck. I mean, they fill a truck. It's like going and shooting prairie dogs. When yeah, you throw them in the back dogs. of the truck. They're just giant yeah. prairie dogs. So anyway, there's add-ons. There's other things to do. Um, and, uh, um, you know, the wolf hunt and the marmot hunt can be added on to it. Um, it's a great opportunity. Get a hold of us, 605-644-8000, 605-644-8000. Um, remember us for your applications. If you're uh, uh, needing help with your points, you don't know where to start, You know, what state do I even start? How about mule deer, elk, and uh, antelope? Let's just get you started there. And how about we just start you in a couple states, Montana, Wyoming, and uh, Utah. Um, those would be three great states to start in. Western South Dakota would be a good state to start in. Um, and we can start building you points. We sure would love to help you build that plan for $150 a year. We can do all those states unlimited species and get you completely set up with a dashboard build. You'll get an independent, um, cons uh, well, an individual, I say independent, individual in our office. They'll give you white glove concierge service. You can go check that out at rollingbones.com, rollingbones.com. Just go hit that and uh, check out our membership. We're there. Check out our adventures. And, uh, and if you're looking, uh, all our members have access to a best matches software. It was built for our booking agents to make sure we had consistency and delivery of our adventures. And you could, we could match the hunter to the hunt. You could go in there, you could answer a bunch of questions, and it would show you your best matches based on all our vetting, vetted experiences. Brad and I have traveled the world with a team of other vetting uh, professionals that have literally um, made sure that we try to take all those surprises out. When you get there, you know what you're getting and you get what you're looking for. So we have a one of type uh, a membership in the outdoor industry, and we would love to help you with it and answer any questions you have. You can get a hold of us at hello at rbohome.com, hello at rbohome.com, and uh, um, we'll reach out to you. Brad and I will personally give you a call back. If you have questions, we are happy to do that. So we appreciate you listening. Until next time, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.